Do you know the number one obstacle to financial success? Time or lack of it. Without enough time, you can't learn efficiently, plan effectively, or focus on the right strategies. That's why Real Vision offers you a simple and efficient way to gain expert knowledge, use time-saving market tools, and leverage the brain power of our community to help you succeed faster. Get a taste of financial freedom with our free offer at realvision.com forward slash free. Well, welcome everybody to the first of 2024's uh, Rail Pal, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. This is when I'm put on both YouTube and on the platform without any guiding, no Maggie to tell me what to do or make me look professional. So I'm unprofessional. Now, normally this would be the drinks edition, but I'm gonna be civilized again to teach you that civilization does start with a cup of tea. And actually, a bit more heathen, but I'm in the Caribbean, as opposed to normally a nice Earl Grey tea with milk, which is how things should be drunk. Again, all of you drink black tea. There's something philistine about what you do. Um, but I'm in the Caribbean, so I've got hibiscus tea today it's for its health properties. Um, and it's called sorrel in the Caribbean, and people drink it a lot here. The reason I'm drinking tea is not because I don't want to have a drink with you guys, it's that I've got 60 people coming tonight to the house for a party and I cannot start drinking early or I'll be casted off to bed and my wife will have to deal with the party past nine o'clock. I'm not as young as I used to be. Um, so hopefully you've got a cup of tea or something much more um, befitting. If you are having something befitting, I urge you to have an aperitivo, a snack that goes with it. We've talked about this before. I don't want to spread the culture of not drinking without a nibble that the Americans are trying to force upon the rest of the world. It's just not civilized. So let's let's continue civilizing the world. This is the show that does it. This is the show that teaches us civilization. It teaches us about wine, tea, and aperitivos, particularly almonds from Valencia and such like. Actually, this evening, we've got a, um, it's like a giant charcuterie table and cheese table from uh, cheeses and meats from France, Spain, and Italy with wines matching them. So it should be a lot of fun, actually. Um, and I should be trying most of the wines and we will see how I feel tomorrow morning. Generally, my powers of recovery at 55 years old are not very good anymore. Okay, let's kick off about markets, give you a bit spiel. Now, most of you saw my big rap at the end of the year, it was everywhere. It was on YouTube, it was on the platform, it was on Twitter, it was literally everywhere. So you kind of know my view. So I'll update you on, on roughly where your business cycle, nothing changed. <clears throat> over time, inflation down. <clears throat> over time, unemployment probably rises a little bit, not a great deal. Growth, sluggish. We're at the bottom of the ISM cycle right now. So growth will be slow. It'll feel a bit recessionary. Um, we're already seeing some more layoffs across uh, various companies, um, growth remains lackluster. China is obviously extremely slow. The outcome will be um, more monetary easing, whether it's cutting of rates or, or using liquidity, which will rise, raise asset prices. Crypto and technology are the things that are following the forward liquidity cycle. So they've been discounting that. The rest of the market should be a much better year for those of you who don't invest in the racy end, um, which I, again, I cannot understand why 
you would take a suboptimal bet. But And even on a risk-adjusted basis, technology and crypto, risk-adjusted versus anything are the best investments on earth. Um, in fact, I wrote about that in Global Macro Investor this month, trying to explain to people that you think you've got a lower volatility bet, but your rewards are commensurately lower. In fact, even lower than they should be versus the crypto macro setup. Um, but we should see for those of you who are investors in value stocks, commodities, gold, um, Russell 2000, all of that, you should have a better year this year. Last year was terrible because the business cycle was coming down. The forward-looking stuff already started going up. But really, we should see the economy bottom start strengthening Q1. After Q2, we start picking up ISM above 50. Everything's looking fine, and uh, your stock should do well as well. So anyway, so hopefully 2024 is a banner macro year. That's how I'm thinking about it. It should be pretty straightforward election cycle. More cowbell. They always have to hand out cookies to the kids, the voters, um, at election time. And this will be no different. Um, you know, um, Auntie Janet has been um, obviously offsetting the quantitative tightening by managing the Treasury General account and the issue issuance. I don't see any reason why she will want to tighten conditions just when they fear Donald Trump the most. Uh, they will do everything in their power not to let that happen. And to do that, you know, Donald loves to beat people over the stock market and the economy, and they will go in as strong as possible. So expect plenty of goosing to come um, to try and win your vote. Um, now, remember, just talking about elections, I've mentioned this before. AI is going to be the new participant in the election, and you are going to lose your fucking minds. Many countries around the world, not just the United States, have elections coming up, um, and AI will play a part. Nothing you see online. Nothing you hear, nothing you read, and people you talk to online, none of them may be real. And it may look like, <coughs> excuse me, it's me talking to you, but it's probably the AI. Unless it's on an authentic channel, like my Twitter feed, <coughs> um, or elsewhere, like the Real Vision platform behind the paywall, the Real Vision video channel. If you find clips of me online saying crazy shit, which is I do say a lot, um, don't trust it. Don't trust anything, anything you see, and you will lose your mind. You'll hate your neighbors. You'll hate your brother. You'll hate your sister. Your wife won't talk to you, all because of the anger and resentment this election is going to bring about. So anyway, I keep warning you about that. The outcome will be digital identity. Um, and the outcome will be, my guess is the tech companies are going to get sued by the government like the banks did after 2008. Anyway, that's all to play for on the cheery note. Um, let's do crypto quickly. ETF. Hell yeah, that was a bit of justification after fucking 10 years of fighting. Um, but we got there. And, you know, I, I've explained it before how I think of this is in two terms. One is anybody who was investing in Bitcoin in 2011, 12 was like a Series A investor. 2013 cycle, maybe Series B. You know, 2015, 16, Series C. The last cycle, Series D, we've just IPO'd it. And usually when IPOs happen in, in strong markets like this, um, it reminds me a lot of the uh, late 90s. And, uh, and I was trading a lot then. I was at Goldman as well then. And what you found is after the IPO, it would launch and it would be choppy as hell for a while. 
sometimes would sell off quite sharply. Facebook sold off really sharply as people took profits, repositioned. Now, don't forget, a lot of people have front run this ETF. So they were going to want to unwind. And many of those are going to switch to ETH that I've talked about before. They think, rightly so, that ETH is the most likely candidate for the next ETF. And if Bitcoin went up 100% because of this ETF, ETH will go up 300% because it's less, less liquid, put the same amount of money in. Also, um, there's a lot of people unwinding the GBTC arbitrage, closing that position, selling out, moving into a different ETF. There's a lot of shenanigans going on. And you can see that with the net flows. You know, there was four and a half billion or whatever of total flows. Net flows are much smaller, 700 million or so. It's still the biggest ever ETF launches in history as the series. But it's, it's all to play for. And I want you to understand how this works is, okay, all of the pre-orders have now been filled. That was all of these ETF providers going to all of their clients, begging them, you need to do this, you need to do this, you need to do this. Everyone's done that. Sure, there'll be some follow-on next week. A lot of the GBTC guys are unwinding, and that will go, you know, some will wait a few days, see if the market is stronger, whatever. So that goes on for a while. You've then taken forward or brought forward a lot of demand. You know, by the end of it, maybe it's a billion, maybe it's two billion of demand you'll have brought forward. So then who's the buyer? You've got the people who front ran this who want to sell. So you're going to see volatility. And I've always reminded you guys in the do not fuck it up mantra, part of that is expect 30, 35% pullbacks. Could be less, but just expect them. And that often happens when you get to this kind of 61.8% Fibonacci level in the first leg of the bull run. It often corrects sharply. People get washed out, leverage is cleared out, and then the real run starts. And the real run is the run to all-time highs and beyond. That usually starts around the halving. So I'm guessing there's maybe a month or two of chop. Uh, and chop in crypto markets is like down 30%. It's just sideways chop. So just be careful out there. I could be wrong. Could keep um, sailing higher. But, you know, it just feels like it's trading a bit heavy. And even if it does as a spurt higher, I don't think it makes much progress yet. Hey, everyone, we're going to take a quick break right now to hear a word from our partners. We'll be right back with more of the day's top analysis on the Real Vision Daily Briefing. But the CTF, it's going to attract people because the markets have been strong. Last year, crypto, you know, Bitcoin itself was 160%, right? That doesn't go unnoticed, considering even the NASDAQ managed 50%. So it's like 3x the NASDAQ. But let's start with the RAAs, the investment advisors and the financial advisors. Those guys aren't on Twitter. They have no idea what any of this is going on. All the drama that played out and the false tweet and all of that shit, that total goat rodeo, I don't know any of this. The first they will hear about this is when they pick up Barron's on Saturday morning with a cup of coffee. And they'll go, oh, Bitcoin ETF. And Barron's will probably have some cynicism in the article, let's assume. And they're like, well, that's interesting, but you know, I'm not sure it's for my clients. And they go about their business, and then they go and see Jack, their big client, on the golf course that weekend. And, and Jack says, hey, what do you think of the Bitcoin ETF? And, and the RAA will repeat what he read in Barron's and what he saw on Fox News. He's based in, let's call it Cincinnati, Ohio. 
and Jack will ask him, and he'll feel a little bit silly. And then maybe next week, he starts reading a few more articles and a few more positive things come out. Then he starts thinking, maybe I should do something about this. And a couple of other clients ask him. And eventually, he goes and has his steak dinner with his other friend, Mark. Mark, who runs the tyre franchise in Cincinnati, and Mark's got tons of money and he's a bit racy and likes investments like this. And before you know it, he starts building an order book and getting his clients in. He can see they're interested. He's incentivized by the sales process and the commissions. And before you know it, he's mobilized. It's the same with all the RIAs. This takes time. They're not smiling, oh my God, there's a Bitcoin ETF out, let's all go. It doesn't work like that. It's a relationship business built over time. And this is, you know, all across the United States. It's not New York City in a dealing room. It's a very different world out there. So that's why it takes time. It's the same with any of the institutions who might be thinking about it. Some fund manager who thinks I can sneak it into my portfolio now and not tell my risk manager that I've got crypto. Um, you know, I'll just sneak it in as an equity and hope they don't find out. Same with hedge funds. So that's all to come. And that's why there tends to be this gap. So that's how I'm thinking about it right now. Um, also, my view, and I've made this very clear, is Solana's my favorite horse in the race of the big ones. Um, I think the first phase is always Bitcoin outperforming. Next is Ethereum. It's at this point in the cycle when the global liquidity turns higher. And um, when global liquidity turns higher and you've got a catalyst like the ETH ETF, it'll start picking steam. We saw that the last couple of days. It was like, wow, okay, ETH is really trying to outperform. I think it bottomed on the massive ETH wedge chart that I put on Twitter yesterday. And I think it will continue higher over time. And I think ETH math massively outperforms uh, Bitcoin for the rest of this cycle. So that's the kind of flow is Bitcoin, ETH, Solana with Solana at the top of the pie. Again, I could be wrong. You don't need to follow my advice and my weightings and that kind of stuff. Um, and you will find whatever your bag is and you will be, uh, please don't chill me your bag. I don't really care. Um, and I'm not going to buy it because you're trying to FOMO me into some, you know, $100 million token. It's just not going to happen. So don't do your bag and why I must look at your particular bag. I don't care. But good luck to you. And hopefully you pick the next 100x. That's not the game I'm trying to play here. Yes, I have a small filthy degen bag um, on the side, which I won't tell you what's in it because then I'll be accused of shilling and Twitter is a gruesome, disgusting place of which everybody will try and lynch me if one of those tokens goes down. So I'm sticking with the big stuff. So that's the crypto idea number one. The other way of looking at it, you may have heard me talk about, is the, the IPO idea, yet yeah, it's, it's nice. It gives us some guidance of how these things trade contextually. But really, this is a trade deal between Fiat World and Cryptoland. And it's a trade deal because the capital that's flowing into Cryptoland is not permanent residency. These are not migrants. If you remember, population growth, uh, GDP growth is population growth plus productivity growth plus debt growth. This is not population growth coming into Cryptoland. That has to be new wallets and actual self-custody or on crypto exchanges and all of that stuff. This is a trade deal to allow TradFi land our RAA in Cincinnati to get his clients across into this new world that has higher rates of return. The best example of this I can give you is China entering the WTO. Um, that was a 
classic example of opening up a market that had much higher rates of return and absorbed huge amounts of capital over time. And I think crypto will absorb huge amounts of capital over time. But remember, these people are tourists. These are, this is not even foreign direct investment, FDI. That would be VC money. What this is, is speculative hot money flows into this new economy. And one day, it will wash out again too. So be careful of that. While we want to encourage them, while it's going to help our ecosystem grow, while it's going to create more capital, more opportunities, it'll move your bag as well. This is not permanent residency in our world. And so, yes, we welcome them with open arms. But remember, what we really want is a new financial system being built. Now, interestingly, you saw um, Larry Fink talking today on CNBC, I think it was. Um, not that I watch CNBC, um, but um, there was a clip. Um, and he was talking about, well, this is just the start, because what we actually want to do is tokenize the entire financial industry. And he's dead right. That is the migration of, sorry, that's one of, one of the coconut, the surviving coconut girl doing whatever she does at this time, every time is Bob when I'm on one of these. So um, as firms like BlackRock, Franklin Templeton, Fidelity, these are currently, you think of these as fiat world companies that have set up offices in crypto land, much like many businesses like Apple set up in China. But what Larry's talking about is the migration, the eventual migration of the financial system into crypto land, which is which was my core thesis when I first found Bitcoin in 2012 and has remained my thesis of where this is all going amongst many of the other opportunities. So it's really interesting when you think of it in economic terms. These are economies. This is a digital economy of crypto land that has other states within it, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Solana, whatever it may be. So that becomes very interesting. And you can think of, you know, even within that, you've got, you know, interoperable systems, stuff like whether it's Polkadot or Quant or a whole bunch of these things allow, or Chainlink, interoperability. That's the travel, the border crossing from going from one of these nation states to another. We've got immigration, which is us opening wallets. We've got FDI, which is VC. We've got trade deals, which is hot money flows chasing opportunities within a country, which is the ETF. Um, we have a monetary system. We have interest rate systems, which is the yields. Uh, we have a collateral system. You can call that Bitcoin. You could even call ETH collateral within the system because it's used within borrowing and lending. We've got asset markets, which is like NFTs. So, and there's a lot more. Um, I've written extensively about this in Global Macro Investor and also in Real Vision Pro Macro. I've talked about this at depth too. This is a new digital economy and it's an emerging market and it's the fastest growing market we've ever seen. So that's on the crypto markets. I'm trying to think if there's anything else really to talk about in markets. Bond yields, I still think, come lower, driven by falling inflation over time um, and slower growth. Um, and so I think that's fine. I'm looking down my screen, which is why I keep reaching over, see if there's anything else interesting. Banks, talk about banks, you know, they'll eventually, the regional banks will need all of this commercial real estate being shoved off their balance sheet onto the Fed balance sheet, which will be part of the QE or whatever they call it this time around. They'll find a different terminology to stuff stuff onto their balance sheet to pay the interest on the debts so they can roll the debt because there's far too much debt and that all has to come 
2024-2025, which is why the whole stimulus machine starts coming and Papa Powell will do his best to um, to um, appease his overlord, who's Janet Yellen. These are not independent creatures anymore. They're all trying to do the same thing, which is manage this gigantic debt burden and also the baby, bo baby boomer savings complex because they can't let that go bust. To the detriment of anybody younger, you know, save the old people, save the, the financial system, save the government borrowing, everybody else can fend for themselves. Lovely world we live in. That's all part of the everything code thesis and the exponential age. Um, what else are we looking at? There's not a lot going on, you know, oil markets up and down without the economy yet coming through the other side. It's not going to do anything. Same with copper, can't get out of its own way. Same with cyclical stocks, won't get out of their own way for a bit. Dollar should weaken over time. That should then eventually cause a bid to emerging markets and others. The only secular bull market in dollar terms of pretty much all of the major uh, emerging markets is India, which I bleated endlessly on about. But India underperforms the NASDAQ. NASDAQ underperforms crypto. I choose to ride the fastest horse. If everything's fucking correlated, then what's the point of having a diverse portfolio? That's not for everybody. That's just how I see things. Um, and I have the most concentrated portfolio I've ever had in my entire life because I think it's all one bet. And uh, it depends on what your risk objectives are and how much risk you will accept for that reward. And everyone has a different objective here. Um, so that's it. On that, I don't do this for free. I'm not the entertaining monkey for you. Um, so you just click the subscribe button if you're on YouTube. I would very much greatly appreciate it. Put in a comment saying, Ralph's fucking great. I love him. Uh, that will help too. Um, and also click the like. So let me just wait for you to do that. So that's the um, subscribe, the like, and a comment, Ralph's fucking great. I'll give you a second. No, you haven't done it yet. Come on, I can see. Okay, good. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. Um, I'm, I'm cheap. I'm a cheap date. I'm being paid in subscriptions and likes for zero cost. Obviously, um, there's a lot more in Real Vision and stuff around that. Talking of Real Vision, a uh, big thing for everybody. If you have not, and you're watching this, and you have not subscribed to Real Vision, the free platform, you get the amazing platform of Real Vision with all of the videos, the transcripts, the AI, the note-taking ability, the global map of being able to connect with members around the world, and all of the features coming. You're literally fucking insane if you've not done it. It's free, and it's a lot better than watching it on YouTube. I cannot express how much better it is. So please, just go to realvision.com and do the thing you're supposed to do because that's where you'll get the full experience. I've spent the whole year almost going bankrupt trying to build this damn thing for you guys. So please feel free to use it. Remember, an added incentive, if you sign up now via um, the code realvision.com um, forward slash free mint, you can also mint a free don't fuck this up NFT. And the reason for that NFT, so you can't get the NFT unless you sign up for the free platform. The NFT is on Solana. It's absolutely free. It's not there to have value, but it'll be the most valuable NFT you've ever fucking had. The reason being 
is every time you go in your wallet to do something stupid, it'll be looking at you and I will be in your wallet. A video of me saying, don't fuck this up. We're going to take another quick break to hear a word from our partners. We'll be right back with more of the day's top analysis on the Real Vision Daily Briefing. No FOMO. No leverage. Self-custody. Or custody in multiple places. Just do the right things. Don't just trade on any 100x coin. Have an allocation which is like 90% core large crypto, 10% for degening. Do anything you want in that because then you can, it'll all go to zero. You'll prove to yourself that you're actually shit at this game and buying holding works. Um, but if, if you want to prove to yourself how shit you are, please have 10% to do that and then laugh at your bag of shrapnel. By the next time we go through the cycle, I've got a bag of shrapnel. I'm no better than you guys. I just know that uh, buying and holding. So realvision.com forward slash free mint. Sign up to the platform that way. You get the don't fuck this up NFT. Uh, it comes out in, I don't know, the 24th or something. So you've got a bit of time to do it. Um, we're putting the wrong link, realvision.com. It's forward slash free mint. Um, and you'll find that um, um, you, you get that just extra goodie. There's also a whole kind of uh, video from myself and Julian Bittle, who works for me at Global Macro Investor, is my uh, uh, chief uh, uh, head of macro research. He and I have a long conversation about macro and crypto. Uh, that's all there. So when you sign up, you'll see that. You can also get to uh, engage with parts of the um, Crypto Academy um, and other parts of the education if you're not a crypto user. But anyway, go to that. That's one pitch. The other thing is, by the way, if you do that, and or anybody who's in Real Vision, you're about to get for a month my and Julian Bittle's macro investing tool for free. So this is an incredibly useful tool for anybody who kind of knows the business cycle matters, but doesn't know how to use it, how to make these charts of the ISM versus the S&P, how to know what goes up in what part of the cycle, what cycle are we in? Is it macro spring, crypto, summer, all of that stuff? This tool is idiot-proof because Julian built it for me. And so it's idiot proof. It tells you which cycle we're in, what are the things that should be moving this cycle. It's not a trading model. It's an asset allocation tool. It's to give you that support and comfort. You're making the right decision. Should I be doing this now? It will kind of say, probably not, or definitely yes. It's not infallible. It's not supposed to be for trading. It's for you to have that backstop for your confidence. And there's like weekly newsletters that show you where we are to keep you up to date. And Julian doesn't ask me anything video to help explain so you understand the cycle and how you can make it work for you. This is what my secret code was from GMI for 20 years. It's what Julian saw from me back in 2015 when he started building this at a giant Swiss uh, um, uh, asset manager where they use this for the asset allocation. We use this model for exponential age asset management as for our top-down asset allocation for the fund of digital hedge funds. So digital asset hedge funds, crypto hedge funds, we use this model to do that. We've just got a few more features on the crypto side, but it includes crypto in it. 
It'll tell you when you should be reducing risk in crypto. It is the single most useful thing everybody should have access to. That's the macro investing tool, and it's free for everybody, including Real Vision free users. So when you sign up to the realvision.com or the free mint thing, you get this. Pro crypto, pro all access, RVIP, you've got it full time forever. Everyone else gets it for a month. Um, pro crypto, sorry, pro, pro macro, pro crypto, you've got it for a three month uh, trial as well. So you can really get your teeth stuck in, see the seasons changing, how it works out for you. And you too will become a macro master. Everybody using this will become a macro master. It's just a hack. Anyway, it's free. So knock your fucking socks off. Uh, it's, I'm trying to help as many people as possible navigate this. It's kind of part of the how to unfuck your future. And also don't fuck this up. So there's a tool. Enjoy it. To find it, you go to the data center. Um, I'm going to really piss Brian off and share my screen. Um, no, that was that was me turning my camera off. You can see I don't know what I'm doing. So if I go to um, uh, my real vision, that's a handsome man there. I don't know who that is. Um, but if we go to the data center and go to the macro tool, okay, last updated today, it tells you all about the secular trends, the macro seasons, where we are in the seasons, real-time kind of calculate. Well, real-time, it, it's published about monthly because the data's monthly. What are the main leading indicators that I talk about? The business cycle dominoes, what's lagging, what's leading? And then finally, the asset allocation tool to tell you what you should be thinking. Anyway, so I'm not plugging anything because we're not nobody's paying for it. It's all free. So I just want to help you. Uh, but you'll love it so much, you'll end up paying for it afterwards anyway. Okay, that's the end of all of that plugging. The next part is where the chaos starts, and that's you guys um, asking me questions. So I am just going to open up my... Real Vision again, because I've now just closed it by mistake. Go to this video and see your questions. Okay, Alex Riddle, I'm just randomly reading between the chat and the comment section. Um, Alex Riddle, Ral, when cycle is near end, do you sell your bags and rotate into Bitcoin? Uh, I didn't do any selling this time around. I kept with what I did and then added, and it's worked phenomenally well. And then I did the asset switch from ETH to Solana, uh, I probably wouldn't go, I don't know what I'm going to do yet. I actually don't know. I'll probably certainly take some lifestyle chips off because I've been in the, this. you know, it's not an easy fucking trade and I've, I've run it now for a few years. So I'd take some lifestyle trip, chips off in 2025 and run the rest and maybe reallocate. Who the hell knows? Too early to tell, my friend. Too early to tell. Um, John San. Oh, I've now got 78 comments and I've lost John. John, I'm sure your comment was the most important one. Um, John Ayer's fucking great. I don't really realize what that is. Uh, Rich Dow, Rao is fucking great, so don't fuck this up, you fucking fuckers. I'm sorry, I do swear a lot. I don't have kids. My wife's from New Jersey, and I'm English. It's destined to swear. We probably swear, or I probably swear almost as much as the Australians do, but um, I'm not quite sure. Um, yeah, I know. Tad Smith. Tad, I'm sorry. I know. I'm just, there's too much swearing. I appreciate it. Maybe I'm getting overexcited about the party. Um, so um, I won't be very excited by tomorrow. Let's let's realize that. Okay. Um, okay, Jonathan D. Rail with Bitcoin ETFs being approved. Sorry, my bloody email keeps 
piling in. I'm a very, very popular person, I'll have you know. Um, Raoul, with Bitcoin ETFs being approved and expected increase in liquidity, macro regime shows switching to summer, feels like a great opportunity to increase exposure to crypto. I'm curious what I may be overlooking or should I monitor closely? Yeah, I, 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 I agree with you. Um, what would be the icing on the cake if you're not fully allocated? I'm obviously up to my eyeballs in crypto allocations. But if you weren't, if you were a little more sensible than I, uh, then um, you should buy, if we get a sell-off or a sideways consolidation that I was talking about, this is a gift of opportunity. Uh, John San asking again, the macro tool. Yes, go to the data center. It's all there. It's free. Everybody can do it. Um, Chicken McDuggett, <laughs> love that. Raul, I hear you talk about monetizing the debt and often find myself nodding in agreement until I realize I have no idea what that means. Do you think I do? I don't know. Can you, too long doesn't read, monetize the debt? Yes. So, pretty straightforward. You're in debt, Mr. Chicken, and you've got to pay the your credit card bill at the end of the month. And what you do is borrow money to pay the credit card bill. Now, your debt keeps getting bigger, obviously, because you're using debt to pay the interest on the debt. But governments, they got another little trick up their sleeve. Because unfortunately, I've checked my HP printer next to me doesn't print money, unfortunately. But the governments have an HP printer that does print money. And it's the money printer goes burr is monetization of the debt. What it means is I print money and buy my own, my own debt. That's monetizing debt. And what that does is debase the currency, the purchasing power of the currency versus scarce and fixed assets. So that's monetization of debt. And it's basically cheating. It means that governments, unlike you and I, don't have to pay their debts. Now, if you're a small economy like Argentina or Venezuela, well, those chickens, Mr. Chicken McDougat, come home to roost. Like your chicken would come home to roost if uh, you kept borrowing money to pay your credit card. But if you're the world's reserve currency, you can do what the fuck you like. And if you're the British, you can pretty much get away with it. The Europeans, almost certainly. The Japanese, oh yeah, you've got all the savings in the world. Do what you want. The Chinese, yeah, who's going to stop you? So... That's what happens. Governments can get away with it. They did it to stop the biggest financial crisis of our times turning into the Great Depression. And now they've realized it's the only answer they've got. So it's a very long answer to your question. Um, okay, hi, Ral. I understand cowbell inflates asset prices. For those of you who don't know, you, you can um, always ask the, uh, the AI bot what cowbell is, but cowbell is stimulus. Comes from the Saturday night. Um, sketch. Um, what makes it increase asset prices relative to goods? I think this is important because the latter will turn to inflation and probably less liquid less liquidity. Yes, really crucial. When you debase the currency, only things of value retain value, fixed assets, and that is art, wine, um, crypto equities, high-end real estate, these kind of things, the things that the rich people own, apart from crypto, because everybody can, it's the first democratized scarce asset, finally. Gold, gold does well too. Well, it does worse than it should do, 
But that is what debasement does. It devalues it against valuable things. Unfortunately, as humans, we're not valuable. Our wages don't go up in line with, um, uh, with monetization of debt. Debasement is happening at a pace of, on average, about 15% of the year in the United States, while wages rise more in line with GDP or just inflation itself. Nobody gets ahead. So what happens is asset prices go up and wages don't. Why do goods not go up? This is the confusion everybody has. It's printing money. It's inflation. It's asset price inflation. Goods inflation, well, these are variable inputs. You can make more of this stuff. Variable stuff is not as valuable. And variable stuff, therefore, doesn't get adjusted because you're not adjusting the demand in the economy. It's not actually people buying more things. Really, what it is, is um, it's just a monetary trick. So it doesn't move these variables because there's no extra demand. You're not booming the underlying economy. You're just changing the asset price versus its denominator. Um, Brian, what hat is on backwards today? Can't remember, but he's definitely got a backwards hat on today. Um, I don't think he, I don't know if he's even got hair anymore. Who knows? Um, don't fuck this up is definitely trending. Tad, you know it's true, right? I think everybody, it resonates a lot with everybody. Is uh, It's humorous, but I do it on purpose. I try and purposely communicate this stuff in ways that people understand and find humorous. So it, it, it sticks in people's minds. It's like, and this is on a serious note. The world, I am very optimistic about many, many things, particularly the world of investing. And what confuses people is I am optimistic because I think it's absolutely fucked. We've broken the global economy. We've broken financial markets. We've broken trust. And that means that more liquidity is the only answer to drive this beast. And that drives markets higher. Now, when we go out towards 2030 and beyond, I don't even know what the world's going to look like anymore. I honestly, I spent my whole life living in the future, and I do not know the disruption of AI, robots, genetics, uh, you know, abundant near free energy, all of the things that are coming. I think it just completely changes. It's a singularity event for economies as well as humanity. And I think it might change economies first. I don't know what businesses even survive. What new businesses are? What are the business models? I, I know nothing. And that's an honest answer. So I do know we've got one or two cycles left of the everything code because we can't avoid the everything code because nobody can pay the debts. And in which case the whole system collapses, which they won't do because the baby boomers need to retire and they're trying to support the baby boomers savings complex and the government itself. They can't raise taxes to pay for the bills because nobody's got any money. And politics are too fragile right now to raise taxes. So they just clip the coins instead, which is debasement of currency. And there's only two assets that outperform the debasement of currency. And I've talked about this ad infinitum. And that is technology stocks and crypto. And crypto is the fastest horse in the race. And now, why don't fuck this up is because Neither of those two assets are particularly easy to own because they're volatile. They want, the pe and people hate them. People whisper in your ear all day long. They mock you on Twitter. They tell you you're stupid. You shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do this. Buy my value investing stock. 
You should buy the Russell 2000. You should diversify, my friend. And meanwhile, we've got probably two cycles less, two cycles less left to not fuck this up. Again, apologize for all the swearing, but this is actually important. Two cycles to not fuck this up. This is your chance, and these are the only chances we're going to get. I won't be right in everything that I do. The everything code seems directionally pretty right. It'll at some point be somewhere wrong. We will see where we go. But I think overall, generally, on a macro secular theme, I'm usually not wrong. Um, the paths, they can change. So anyway, so don't fuck this up is important. It's trying to teach you how not to get shaken out. Because if you get shaken out, you'll miss the last chance or the last chances we get. There will be a down cycle in the middle. You need to understand how that's going to work. And then finally, really at the end of it, we should have unfucked our futures. And again, it's a humorous thing. It's nice to talk about, nice to drop in, but it's actually really serious about unfucking your futures. If you're young or if you're old, you've got a real problem on your hands. Uh, I can see that by the retirement crisis video got viewed 4 million times online because it's a stress point for people. If you're young, it's like, God, I've got student debts. I'm 35 years old. I've got student debts. I've got two kids now. I've got married. I've had to move out of New York City or whatever city. Um, I'm worried about job security. How's everything going to change? How am I going to save? I'm putting money in my 401k. doesn't seem to pay for a house. How am I ever going to pay for a house? These are the answers. This is why the, the millennial population are drawn to crypto hugely, and rightly so, because they want and need that risk to give them a chance to do what their parents had. And that's why they're drawn to technology investing and even in option investing. If you're doing that with your, if you're doing standard investing in your 401k and with your discretionary side, you're trying to get ahead by taking these wilder bets. I think that's a pretty sensible investment strategy. I have no issue with that whatsoever. So anyway, um, Andrew Warcotch, um, any news about Solana? How's Fire Dancer doing? I don't actually know. I mean, it's in beta. Um, I haven't heard anything. We've not seen anything online that anything's going wrong. So I presume the beta's moving ahead, and by the summer it'll come out. Uh, Lucia or Lucia August, uh, Ralph from an American expat now living in the UK. I'm sorry, the Isle of Mud. It's a lovely place for a week a year. Um, how can we in the UK access ETFs in the exponentialist portfolio? So the exponentialist, for those of you who don't know, is the um, um, service that I that I put together with David Matin, who writes the technology um, side of Global Macro Investor, expanding on my major themes. Um, we have a, um, a portfolio, a recommended portfolio. I, I, Lucia, I think the answer is, it doesn't have to be blindly copied. If you can't do it in the UK, like if you can't get ARC, well then go and use Scottish Mortgage Trust. Those guys are very smart. They've been on Real Vision. They're the big technology um, um, mutual fund in the UK. So you, you can do it that way. Just use what I've put and try and do it. If not, find a brokerage account, Interactive Brokers or whoever that gives you access to U US stocks. I think that's probably a more important lesson. Um, Okay, this is when I have that gormless face, you know, when I'm looking across. Um, Jorge Rojas, 
Raul, he spelled my name wrong. He's Spanish. He spelled my bloody name wrong, even though it's the French spelling. Uh, the IPO analogy deserves a Gramona. Thank you, my friend. Gramona, for those of you who don't know, is what is my favorite um, cava grower, which is Spanish sparkling wine grower. Um, I'm looking forward to today's food and drink section. We don't have one today. Uh, well, actually, I've given you enough. Um, and I'm still drinking my hibiscus tea. And also, if anybody knows anybody at LaCroix, I would like somebody to sponsor my show. And I probably drink more LaCroix on screen than any other human being alive. Um, and I think it's time that LaCroix reached out. I don't know who owns them now. It's probably Pepsi or somebody. Um, reached out and said, we'd love to sponsor you, Raoul. You are exactly who we want. Some swearing buffoon living in the Caribbean um, who uh, entertains people online by talking about the end of the world and, uh, and how we can profit from it. If you are from LaCroix, you know who to sponsor. We'd love to do it. Uh, or LaCroix, if you're French. Okay, I'm going back to the top. I'm going to keep reading comments like this because, you know, my wife never says them. Jeffrey Mussat, Raoul is fucking great. We love him. I appreciate that greatly. Tad, Tad, you're having a little too much fun on the platform today. You're supposed to be working. Uh, Raoul, does any of the recent news about Musk give you any pause on Tesla being the best... AI public market play. Um, also, what are your thoughts on uh, MicroStrategies versus the Bitcoin ETF? <laughs> I'm not confusing you for Jim Cramer. Thank you, Tad. Um, I still think Tesla is the stock for 2024. I admit, it trades like shit right now. Um, again, we have to ignore all of the noise around Elon Musk. This company sells more EV cars, is further in self-driving, further in robotics, and further in AI than any company in the world, particularly that nexus. So they best represent the exponential age. So anything about Musk, I think is a sideshow. It may hurt the stock. Really, what's going on in the stock? Tesla is two companies. One is a technology company. And that is why it did very well last year from the lows, because it's following all the other tech stocks. It's forward-looking based on the forward-looking economy. However, right now, the current economy, where ISM is today, is low. That's when car companies build up inventories and people don't sell enough stuff, and it's a real battle. So they've got that dichotomy, car company, technology company. Now, if I'm right about 2024, then we'll see the ISM pick up and then we'll have more car sales, lower inventories, and a technology story. And that's why I think that double whammy makes it a very attractive play. So I'm not sure, Tad, if the um, if if there's any issue here with um, with Musk overall. We we will see. Um, MicroStrategies versus Bitcoin ETF. Why are MicroStrategies? I don't really understand it. It was a Bitcoin proxy. I think it'll probably trade at a discount to its holdings now. Yes, I understand there's a cash flowing business within it, but it's been a dying or stagnant business for a while. So there's no bad thing about Michael Saylor, but I just don't see why a proxy like that should trade like it does. It's kind of like GBTC started trading at, at huge discounts. So I actually think it trades at a discount to its holdings over time. Um, I'm not sure. So I prefer the ETF. I would just, you know, pure play ETF. Do that if that's what you need. But Tad, I'd be embarrassed if you were buying ETFs because I know you and you should be owning it in your own wallet. Um, 
Okay, Guy Edwards, I'm all in and irresponsibly long. And if you remember, that came with caveats too. That was basically the same don't fuck this up thing. Uh, I was yesterday for the ETF launch wearing irresponsibly long t-shirt, which I hadn't worn. Uh, Raymond Bast, get the pro all access, totally worth it. Yeah, any of you watching this is in Real Vision. Go into the um, marketplace, the new marketplace. There's an unbelievable deal for pro access for three months. That was a kind of a, like a life hack to get you all set up to understand everything and you cancel it after that if you don't want it. But it, you'll get all of the kind of big stuff just at this very important macro stuff. Um, Paul English saved the old people. What does this mean? <clears throat> yeah, it's a good question, Paul. There are 76 million baby boomers in the United States alone. They are all retiring. They are all holders of equity, not bonds. In Europe, they're bondholders. So they're basically safe. And Europe's got a welfare state, but it means that government spending in Europe goes up to pay for it. In the US, there's less of a welfare state. And most of these people have been in equities. Now, what you can't have is a retired population living off their savings and the equity market halving. Because then you've halved the wealth of the most wealthy cohort in the world. The damage it will do to your economy, it will never recover from. That is why Janet came in and stepped in with her liquidity um, when the S&P was down 25% last year. That tells you where the government put it, let alone the power put. That's the government put it. It's like, no more. We can't allow these people to lose their life savings because they are the largest pool of savings. So if you're massively indebted, what do you do? You make sure you're best friends with the people who lend you money. That's the baby boomers via the pension system uh, and other stuff. Um, okay, I am going to wrap soon because I've got 60 people coming. Um, David Thompson, any idea how much BTC OTC supplies out there. Seems like ETFs are going to burn through the OTC supply. OTC supply is just large pools of liquidity sourced by other people, um, and it's over the counter, so not listed on exchange. Right, the dog is scratching at my door endlessly. She's driving me nuts. Um, there is so it really, it's like a firm like Galaxy. They will provide pricing. They will then go and hedge it in the market. So there's no such thing as like this OTC pool. It's just where you go to get somebody to find all and source all the risk for you that you're requesting. Um, Ian Dunn, do you play golf at all? If so, what's your handicap? You don't know me very well. I absolutely hate golf. I hate everything about it. Any golf club that wants me as a member, I don't want to be a member of. Um, it's just wearing slacks and a checked vest and some polo shirt tucked in, just no. Everything, everything with golf is awful. Everything, every single part of it. So I know that's a contentious thing, but uh, the last time I played golf was uh, 20 years ago. And I walked off the golf course, threw my bags, uh, threw my clubs into a bin and said, that's it, never again. I hated it. Um, okay, I'm going to random final question. Uh, Raoul, have you, Frank Anthony, okay, it's a good question. Nick Carrere, sorry, that's Nick from Real Vision. Where was my invite? 
Nick, I'm planning on something to get you over here, so just shut up. I'll make. I'm looking after you. Don't worry. Um, Frank Anthony, Raoul, have you considered putting the Bontre back on? No, because I've now come round to the fact that everything is a suboptimal expression of the same trade, and the trade is liquidity, and the optimal expression is crypto and technology. And so I would rather put risk capital into that trade than the bond trade. And you know, a lot is priced into the bond market, so I just don't think it's as attractive. You know, I just think, you know, what do I rather do? You know, make a decent you know, rally, 30 40% rally in the bond market, and go, well, that's great. 30% rally, let's say. Unbelievably good year in bonds. Versus 5x in Solana, or whatever it'll do next year. 10x, or oh, I did 10x last year. Whatever, it's just like, none of it compares. Just none of it compares. So I just don't do it. Um, I will let you know if I'm if I think it's a good trade. Won't mean that I will do it. Um, okay, sorry. Final question before my wife shoots me. Um, some question about Verve. That's promoting your bags, which we don't do here. Um, okay, everybody. I think that is it for today. It was a cheeky fifty minutes. It was supposed to be half an hour. Um, I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope I've helped you explain stuff. I hope you understand a bit more of the don't fuck this up um, and how to unfuck your future. Um, I think you should go, as I said, go onto the platform, uh, realvision.com forward slash free mint if you want the free NFT of don't fuck this up to remind you. It'll be looking at you in your wallet all day telling you to behave yourself. If you don't, you don't care about crypto, you don't want an NFT, realvision.com, go to the free platform. There's tons of good stuff for you there. If you're watching it on YouTube and you are so damn lazy that you can't bother to type realvision.com, then just put subscribe, uh, like, and a comment saying Ralph's fucking great. Um, anyway, that's all for me. Have a phenomenal weekend. I'm sorry for all the swearing as ever. And um, toodle pip. I've had an idea for the last three years, something's been in my head and it's taken me a long time to get there, but now it's coming. The Real Vision Marketplace. The idea behind the marketplace is all of the people that you know and love, the research companies, we can all feature them on Real Vision, on the platform to make it easy for you to find the research that you want from third parties that have trusted sources. We curate this marketplace specifically for you from your requests. And what's also amazing is because this is Real Vision and there's a whole bunch of us, we get to negotiate incredible special discounts for Real Vision members. So it's a really unique way to build your financial world where you can get the research that you want from all different sources that you trust all in one place. And this is just the start of where we're going. So go to realvision.com forward slash marketplace, check it out, and see what's going to work for you, how to leverage the best talent in the world, the brightest minds to create the biggest opportunities for 2024 and beyond. Enjoy it. We hope you enjoyed this episode. At Real Vision, we arm you with the expert knowledge, time-efficient tools, and a powerful network to help you succeed on your financial journey. Get a taste of financial freedom with our free offer at realvision.com forward slash free.